This is the Real Estate Roundtable presented by Home ASAP. Each episode, we bring you news and insights into real estate marketing straight from the experts who know. In this episode, we talk to Sean Rogers of West USA Realty. He tells us about how he's adjusting to keep business flowing for him and his team during the COVID-19 crisis. Well, welcome. Um, this is John Marshall with Home ASAP. Uh, I'm the president and CEO, and with me today is James Sparkman, who's our director of sales and marketing. And our guest for today's discussion is Sean Rogers, who is with uh, a realtor at West USA Realty in the Phoenix, Arizona marketplace. Uh, good afternoon, Sean, and thank you so much for spending time with us today to uh, share your thoughts and what you're seeing out there in the marketplace under the current uh, COVID-19 pandemic situation. We've talked to a number of agents, we serve agents all over the country, and we're always anxious to hear how you, you folks in the field are addressing it and able to continue your business. And just by way of introduction, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your firm and, and what you do there in Phoenix. Sure, no problem. Thank you, gentlemen, for all you do. Home ASAP has been a backbone of our, um, I guess, lead gen. And much appreciative of all your support over the years. As far as, uh, I guess I'll go as brief as possible, but I've been in and around real estate for about 30 years now, Every, since I've been about 17. I'll be 52 in July, so there's the math. Um, I'm with a firm called West USA Realty. I consider them family. Been with them since the inception of me relocating from New York to Arizona, and that's been about 15 or 16 years now. I am currently a team lead. So that's to say I'm not so much in the field per se anymore, but I definitely have hands-on operations of everything that goes on from the leads to the contracts to marketing and advertising for uh, the Mr. Rogers Homes team. I think currently there we have about 20, 25 agents and then staff behind that. And I'm not sure how familiar anybody would be listening, but a snapshot is we cover the Phoenix area. To break that down a little bit more, it would be the Southeast Valley, the West Valley, and then Central Phoenix with capabilities of going more north, which would be uh, towards the, the snow, Flagstaff, or more towards the border, um, which would be Tucson area, Yuma. But that in a snapshot is what we do, and we encompass every part of real estate, buying, selling, renting, investing, property management. Overall, just helping out a client with whatever their needs. And we specialize as well, John, but I don't want to bore you to death with that other than reloads, luxury, rentals, et cetera, et cetera. That's terrific. Well, you've certainly got a comprehensive business with, with great scale in that vibrant marketplace. So why don't we just cut to the quick and just let sure. us know what you're seeing today in terms of your business and, and how it's been impacted by the current pandemic. And we can talk about you know what you're doing to carry on your business, but just give us kind of a synopsis of what you're seeing today and how's it impact your business. Sure, and I I'll say from the bottom of my heart, I believe it's all about helping people in the time of need, especially now with what's going on. Ironically and truthfully, it seems that we have been busier since the pandemic has taken place and has escalated to where it is now. That doesn't always necessarily mean good or bad, but one of the uh, things I always uh, try to get out there, 
every boxer has a plan until he's hit. <laughs> and in this particular instance, it seems like, well, I guess the country, the world has been hit. So I guess how we adjust yet or how we've been adjusting is maybe just utilize different tools within our within our reach to help people out. Meaning that a lot more people, agents seem to be doing virtual tours, virtual showings, virtual listings. Those are all that one at forever, but they've been available for a while. Just not always, maybe not in the majority because it was easier to show properties physically. Right. So what That's great. along those lines of the, the virtual tours you mentioned, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen a pretty uh, big uptick in demand for those things. And a lot of people having to go through agents now to, to kind of gain access to, to properties, um, you know, with that uptick in demand, you know, what, what changes have you had to make to your business uh, to accommodate that? Great question. Traditionally, again, and then if the property, and I'll start with buyers, if the property is vacant, we pretty much have access coming and going as we please. So the, if it's owner-occupied, traditionally said sellers will let us, you know, come and go at will as they'd like to get their property under contract. Currently, a little bit of an adjustment is if it's tenant-occupied, many of them aren't, for lack of a better word, keen on letting buddy in currently. So those are the... the little bit more trickier taking to another level of of expertise but the majority of them are either vacant or owner occupied so really what it comes down to James is for us to give a proper expectation of a showing day and time and make sure everybody's on page for for that appointment gotcha and um <clears throat> kind of with all these changes and everyone you know, having to stay at home or start conducting business virtually. Uh, what role has social media played uh, in your business during this time? Great question. Again, as long as I've been in the business, the internet kind of came about. And I believe with most anything, you have to adapt your business to your business model or plan. So we've been using, or my team and I have been using the internet, social media, the best we can for as long as I guess it's been out. But currently we try to adjust the, the data, the information that we give. For example, based on your last question, virtual tours are available. And perhaps in the past, those tours were more geared toward relocating people who weren't ready quite yet to move here or knew the job transfers down the road. Whereas now, James, a lot of the people, the virtual tour could be somebody that wants to move from one city of Arizona to another city of Arizona, but based on health issues, rules and regulations and guidelines laid down by the ADRE, the Arizona Department of Real Estate, and just local rules and regulations, we offer the, the tour for them virtually where we, as an essential business, as Agents are still deemed that and do the tour for them, taking note of what would be important to them. And we utilize social media to get that point across that although you may not want to or have the capability to virtually tour houses, we can do that for you and have been. We just adjust the data that goes into the tour. And have you seen any uh, uptick in the results you're getting from things like 
Facebook advertising, which is obviously kind of like our area of expertise. Um, you know, what we've seen is a lot of uptick in usage of Facebook, which is translating to better results from things like the advertising. So I'm curious to, to see if you guys have seen that as well. Well, one thing your firm is excellent with not only customer service, but with giving us the data and uh, uh, back information that we would need. I, and I try to dive into it. By no means am I the professionals like, like you are, but I agree. Um, but the amount of, I guess, what I'm capable of seeing the views and the clicks and, and the uh, saves, I see those have gone up. And, and I believe that has a lot to do with it. Well, maybe more people are spending time on the internet surfing and maybe they uh or maybe the social media has also put the word out there that this is now a tool that everybody can take advantage of right yeah and a lot of key decision makers are now kind of trapped (laughs) in their own homes and you know where they weren't really using facebook before you know i think we're seeing a lot of those people using it now so we're kind of even getting better quality uh in terms of the traffic agreed advertising agreed yeah so I'd be interested to know, Sean, in terms of uh, actual closings now, because uh, you can still show homes and, and start the process. But how have you seen uh, closings get done in your market? Every market's a little different in how um, the lenders are able to uh, do you know, remote closings. And, uh, and then, of course, the, uh, uh, the county courthouses and recording and the title companies. What are you seeing in your market uh, in terms of actually getting deals closed? John, that's a great question, and and uh, kudos again. Not so much a plug, but my team's out there doing what they do. And traditionally, again, pandemic aside, every transaction, although it has its fundamentals, there's always going to be differences within that transaction. And right now, as you stated, lenders um, lenders have given us are doing their best to give us a heads up on some of the rules and regulations that are affecting them, which would affect us. So again, what we try to be as always is very transparent to the client, especially the sellers that we're representing buyers that although our client is qualified and here's a proper documentation, it may take a little bit longer just based on what is actually occurring out there in the market. And we would do our best to keep them in the proverbial loop and would and would respect and expect the same from them from, from their point of view to make that transaction real smooth. And without beating the head of horse, gentlemen, you know, I always say the word teamwork. It's kind of just all over my office walls. But the team, you're part of the team, I consider. The other the agents that we don't know who are representing their clients will be part of the team in a certain transaction. And over the years, you could it all comes together where at that particular moment in time, everybody has a common goal. And if they have that mindset in mind, then we accomplish that goal. That's great. That's great. So in the in that light, um, and, and given that you're you're in a unique market in, in some ways, um, certainly has been a very vibrant market in the Phoenix area. Um, but if you could maybe extrapolate a little bit and and suggest uh, agents in other markets, uh, what what could they do uh, to be as successful as apparently you have been even through these quickly changing times? What have you found, or what could you share as being some of the uh, success factors or or actions that agents could could take in their market to keep their business rolling forward. Uh, and, you know specifically what what would you recommend so that they can survive and thrive uh, as apparently you've been uh, in, in your market. Great question. 
You know, John, and I, I joke around about it, but I guess giving the best information I can to truly help everybody. Another little saying I, I use frequently is nobody escapes the grind. And what I mean by that is good times, bad times, um, life or real estate is all about smiles and frowns, ebbs and flows. And it's been said many times, just get up one more time than you've been back down and you should be fine in the industry you're in. But specifically speaking about our profession and the market we're currently in, if in fact you're you're not permitted to go out, let's say showing homes, listing homes, what I would recommend is look at your game plan. Let's back that up. I'll formulate your game plan if you don't have one. If you do have a game plan, maybe adjust it. And what I mean by that is we always hear farming, sphere of influence, circle of influence. One thing that agents can do if they're quote unquote landlocked in their in their houses is perhaps go through their client list, send a just hello text message, email, phone call, maybe just to catch up, see how things are going and take it from there. You would be surprised, again, pandemic or not, just reaching out to see how your clients are doing sparks an initial off process of what their housing requirements may may need or may may start. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that's that's a great point because uh, you know a lot of consumers and homeowners may not know that you're still in business. I mean, we've heard that from agents all over the country that they're still in business and they're finding ways to keep business moving. That housing is a fundamental need, as you said. It's a it's a necessity. Um, things happen. Uh, we were talking to an agent in the Detroit market who was helping, uh, had a listing, and a, a, a relocation was coming out of New York. And they needed to find a They had a job starting, pandemic notwithstanding, and they needed to find a home. And, and they did it virtually and did a virtual walkthrough and kept that deal moving forward and being very creative in doing it. So I think that uh, your your words of wisdom is, and you've been through, I mean, Phoenix has not always been sunny days. I mean, it's had its big up and downs in 2008. Uh, it was one of the really overbuilt markets that, that really crashed hard in, in that in that time frame. So you've, you've seen good and bad times. And I think that that's uh, you know, a testament, uh, you know, agents that have had the experience, uh, know how to pivot, know how to um, you know, reprioritize and get, you know, revise their game plan to be successful. And this time is no different. And, I, and I'm hoping, uh, as I'm sure you do, that this is not a long-term new normal, but this is, you know, going to be something that will bounce back and we'll be able to get back to uh, business somewhat as usual. But I think James would like to ask you a question about that because, you know, with this, anytime you have a big disruption, sometimes things change permanently based on how people learn to do business in a new way. Right. Agreed. So, you know, when, when business does finally get back to normal, do you foresee a lot of these changes like the, obviously the, the uptick and doing virtual tours, even virtual open houses, uh, but even on the consumer side, just doing more transactions kind of sight unseen, or at least physically unseen. Uh, is that something that you think is going to kind of continue as a trend even after, uh, they have more access to properties once again? James, great question. What I think, and I kind of go backwards a little bit to answer that question because it's ironic 
when I'm asked that question, traditionally when something occurs and, and going back to what John said, you know, being in the market as long or the business as long as I have, I've seen the markets up and down, crashes and good times and bad times. So specifically pointing in on this, I do believe that all um, changes for good or bad create opportunities. And in that opportunity comes a lot of, you could either move forward, move backwards or stay neutral based on your game plan. But for me and our team personally, I see a lot of excellent opportunities in something that dark cloud has come over us. The umbrella has been invented. Right. Moving forward with with our with our strategy, although we've used virtual tours, there's going to be a lot of you know maybe move it a little bit forward. Maybe help if it's all about time and money. And one thing I wanted to go back to John is you know in our in our business, it's not always walk into the sneaker store, try on four or five pairs, and walk out. There are people again, pandemic or not, that start shopping now and, and have no true intention and disclose it up front to us that they're not ready to retire for two, three, four years, or their son, their children are moving to Arizona to go to college for a couple of years, but they want to start the plan now, just like many people start a 401k when they're 18, 19, 20 years old, not, not maybe understanding the whole compass of it, but do understanding it's really not going to truly benefit them for decades down the road. So tying that back into James' question and yours, John, I think that a lot of those skills were, for lack of a better word, being forced to come up with, create, and also now, absolutely would be used in the future. Virtual tour, again, we've used those traditionally to measure the closet or video the closet for Mrs. Smith or how big the garage is for Mr. Jones' truck. But maybe now it's a full-blown, you know, 45-minute tour of the house. And if you want us to crawl through the attic with the spotlight on our, on our heads, so be it. That's what ultimate customer service is anyways taking care of a client. Right, right. Yeah, sometimes what you find is, and this is sort of the ultimate disruption, you always hear about you know, disruptions in the industry. Uh, one disruption uh, that, that kind of did a, uh, uh, it was put in reverse was the whole iBuyer situation, which uh, Phoenix was a big, big market for that. And they've all, you know, closed up shop, uh, at least temporarily in terms of buying homes. Um, uh, briefly comment on that because I think that that was a, a, the disruptors themselves got disrupted with this uh, market shift. Excellent question. And, and you know, when that first came out, John, and always being of the truth, sure, you get rattled. I was in the ring and I got punched. <laughs> it kind of took me for a little bit of a loop. But again, went back to our game plan, had the uh, the the war we put together the war council and I always go about business with you can get more flies from sugar than vinegar and I just kind of dissected what they offered and what we offered and again truth be told and I hope this does help other agents maybe they're not familiar with high buyer jet maybe they will be but what they offered and again they are in temporary disconnect they're currently not buying any properties and I believe um they could be exercising their rights to cancel contracts with the, with the clients that they had. But but moving forward to that is, for some people, the, the cost of convenience is worth the price of admission. What I do at a listing appointment or when I ask the team to go out and do their listing appointments is let's not, for lack of a better word, let's bring that elephant in the middle of the living room and let's explain, here's how we traditional agents work smart for you 
this is the process we go through with the listing. And ultimately, we want you to, to be happy. Most of the time, it's to sell as much for as much money as fast as possible. But let's also say that if you wanted to go the route of an iBuyer, let us, for lack of a better word, get those quotes for you. We know how to do a generic description of your property or a specific, take a certain amount of photos, give a give a snapshot of, of what your property is worth. We can upload those to the top three or four iBuyers. We can get those cash offers back to you. And if that number, that price, and that time frame fits your needs, that's, again, ultimate customer service. Traditionally, what we found is after, and again, no disrespect to an iBuyer, they've been around in different forms and fashions for, for years. But if a client sees that dollar amount or percentage of sale going not in their pocket, <laughs> traditionally, quickly, they'd like to go the traditional route. Right, right. Yeah, and that's what we've seen in, in most cases. The uh, the haircut, particularly if, if measured against the homeowner's equity and not against the total price, it's a huge percentage of the equity that they've uh, earned and accrued in their home. So typically... The cost of that uh, for a month or two marketing uh, it, with a with a skillful agent managing the process, it's it's a very high cost to pay for for a very uh, you know for for a time based uh, short sale basically. So well, that's interesting, but we'll see you know what happens with them uh, when the market uh, stabilizes. Uh, but I think that they've uh, they've had to take a licking, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, a, a professional real estate agent. Is always going to be available to you know properly market that in whatever price, aggressive pricing the client uh, needs to sell in a time frame that they that they have. So, uh, and, and usually the an experienced real estate agent like you and your team and your market would know you know where those thresholds are in terms of price to, to uh, time on market. One so, thing I I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. One thing I'd like to add, which I think will definitely help out agents out there. A little tidbit of information is when you when they're at a listing appointment and they go through their a traditional listing procedure, I recommend, again, bringing up the iBuyer opportunity and what how they structure theirs. And I can't speak for every agent, but I want monster advantage when you get to a certain level and our team is blessed to be in this position is should that particular seller be intrigued or believe that after doing their fact fact checking, the iBuyer route is better for them, my team and I have the option of moving forward as the proverbial iBuyer. So you have that option to become the purchaser of the property as long as you disclose, again, how the procedure works, one being I work for you and one being I'm buying your property at a given price the benefit of a profit after you moved out, as long as you explain both ends of it, you, if in position, could be the person that buys that property and puts it back on the market, um, similar to what an iBuyer would be. Right, right. And that kind of goes back to, as you say, um, you know, sometimes adversity or market change creates opportunity for uh, for creative thinking and, and creative uh, action. And that's uh, certainly there uh, were a lot of uh, millionaires created as a result of the 2008 crash, because they jumped in and saw opportunity to uh, take advantage of the market and and created liquidity and created opportunities, changed, shifted into property management, um, did many things to uh, take advantage, you know, sell REO properties. So 
hopefully we won't see that today. It looks like the um, the government is going to be helping homeowners uh, avoid those situations on a short term basis, which is uh, which is a great policy. But mm-hmm. um, but but for those uh, persons that that still need housing, I, I think that. Uh, interest rates are still very favorable, um, and there's still an opportunity for uh, home buyers to to find the property they need. So uh, we're very thankful for folks like yourself, Sean, and the Phoenix Marketplace being able to to help your clients and uh, and continue your business. And uh, one thing would be obviously we may have um, agents all over the country listening to this, and if they have any clients that want to move to the Phoenix market and get out of um, uh, cold and, and germy New York City, maybe they ought to talk to you. How would they get hold of you, Sean? Well, thank you, gentlemen. And I guess the easiest way, and again, another little joke I say is my phone is traditionally always on. Um, so feel free to call or text. That's 480-313-7031. And uh, I'll give you my website. Traditionally, uh, people don't forget it. It's been around for a while, but it's uh, www. And then Mr. spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, Homes, H-O-M-E-S dot com. And I'd be more than happy to not only uh, obviously referrals and helping each other is a big part of the uh, game plan, again, teamwork. I would be more than happy, John and James, if uh, if any of uh, your clients or just agents in general had questions about being, again, the dead horse. Many people moved in different directions when, when things happen. And I believe a lot like perhaps sailing a boat. Sometimes it's just smooth across the lake, enjoy your cold beverage, and sometimes it's batting down the hatches and make sure the, the course you're plotting is, is proper. But when you're a professional in the business that, that we're in, you just learn how to adjust the sails. And that's just, you know, there is no magic crystal ball. There There is no magic wand. Again, I say it again, nobody is going to cheat the grind. When I'm asked all the time, how did I get to a certain level? Much like you, you know, you work, you answer your phone, you do what you say and and, and say what you do. And if you can do that, especially in this particular market, you'll find when when the rain ends, the rainbow appears, you are actually the pot of gold that people are looking for because ultimately they they want answers and they want trust. They want to get moving. So that's what I try to do. Well, that's great. Well, your success speaks for itself and your words of wisdom uh, are, are taken to heart because uh, clearly it's worked for you. And I think they, they would work for many agents uh, all around the country. Uh, James, any last thoughts on your side? Well, I just want to thank Sean, uh, obviously, for sharing his information. And there's a lot of agents out there that we've dealt with personally right now. This is the first time that they're facing this kind of adversity. So uh, it's it's always great for them to to look to people like you um, who have the experience who can you know provide that inspiration for them, but also a little bit of a game plan too with you know how they can look at this like you said as an opportunity. So uh, yeah, thank you for for sharing that with us. James, you're more than welcome, and you're right because I remember uh, you know not going back to the history of the world, but it, just going back to the crash of 2008. I don't even remember where the quote unquote term short sale came from, but then there it was, <laughs> and, you know, then there was schooling and technology and people learned how to you know, so use social media or use do or use a terminology or, or I guess dial in what exactly that meant. And now fast forward, I, I hope we never see a time frame like that again. 
but should it happen again, um, you know, being, I don't know, short sales certified, REL certified, bank certified, if it happens, it's just another day at the park for us and just help the client. So I want to thank you gentlemen for always being there for us. And like I said, it's, uh, I know it's, it takes teamwork and I can never imagine to know what goes on behind the scenes over at home ASAP. But I do know that when, uh, when I need, need your help, you've been there and that's a part of success for everybody. Ultimately it, it should be about helping people. And I say it over and over. If you help, you're going to get when you give and that's the best I can word it. That's terrific. Well, thank you again. And it's been a pleasure serving you as a customer of ours. Uh, and we always want to ensure that you're getting the results that you're expecting from our services. And we know that you're an expert at what you do. We like to think that we uh, know a lot about social media marketing on Facebook and can bring that expertise to you and make, make that a marketing channel for you to be uh, successful in generating new clients and getting your home sold and bringing new buyers into your pipeline. So we thank you for your business and we thank you for your time today and sharing your experiences, your observations and your recommendations for, for all the agents who would listen today. Again, you're both more than welcome. And God bless, stay safe and uh, let's just keep doing what we do. That's right. Thank you again. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.